This is iFanboy Special Edition Aquaman. See somewhere waiting for me. My lover stands on golden sands and watches the ships that go sailing somewhere beyond the sea. Hello, welcome to my fanboy special edition Aquaman. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and maybe quite appropriately, I've assembled the Animation Brain Trust, Paul Montgomery. Hang 10. And Ryan Haupt. My man. And we're here to discuss Aquaman, the latest solo DC Universe film, and there'll be spoilers. So if you haven't watched the film, be careful and come back later. So we've had, obviously, Man of Steel. We've had Wonder Woman. Now we have Aquaman. This is directed by James Wan, and it's written by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. It's a very long name. And Will Beale with a story credit by Jeff Johns. Known for the Conjuring films, David Leslie Johns McGoldrick. Uh-huh. Johnson. Um, just, Which, didn't know. James Wan direct some of those, too? Yes. And some Fast and the Furious? Yes. Starring Jason Momoa, returning as Arthur. From Aquaman himself. Aquaman. Amber Heard as Mira. Willem Dafoe as Volko. Patrick Wilson is King Orm. Nicole Kidman is Lana. The winter of Dolph Lundgren continues as he appears as King Neris. Wild. And Yaya Abdul-Mateen the second is Manta. And uh, a bunch of other people we'll get to in a second. Was Dolph Lundgren in Justice League? This is a good time to point out that I still have not seen Justice League. I've refused. I think he might. Uh, was he? Because Amber, Amber Heard was. Yeah. But he was in Creed 2. It just came out. So I feel like I've right. seen more of him lately than than I have before. I'm looking in his IMDb and I don't see Justice League. I don't know something about it. it I, you know. I have blocked it out mostly. Okay. <laughs> or just forgotten it. Let's be honest. Was Willem Dafoe in Justice League? No. 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 Okay. No, it's not. All right. So I'm all caught up then. Aquaman, one of my favorite characters. Traditionally, there was a time even in the '80s when he was rivaling Batman for a while. Uh, as, as someone who I really enjoyed. Obviously, the butt of many jokes, mm-hmm. including, uh, we were talking about this as we were waiting to go into the movie, how crazy it is that this movie is happening when it was like the big joke on Entourage. Right. What's the most ridiculous superhero movie we can have this character star in? Oh, let's have him be Aquaman. And now here we have a giant Aquaman film. I guess let's just dive into it. Ah, I didn't mean to have that uh, happen. <laughs> it just happens. Paul did throw me off with his hang 10. That was good, Paul. I, I couldn't think of another surfing term quickly enough. I was stumped. I was going to do one of his years. Like, that's where I, that's clearly a, where I went with it. He's but. got a bit of a macho man thing, but yeah. So my, here's my overall thought on the film. Yeah. It is a super fun mess. Okay. It is not a great film. It's no. not a bad film. No. It is at times silly in a good way at times silly in a bad way it is overstuffed hokey but did you enjoy yourself but i had a super fun time as did i like i came I out of like that i wouldn't thing. say that's a good movie or a great no. movie but no. i had a really fun time watching it and ultimately that's also important so is it wonder woman no but i thought super fun way more fun than justice league obviously way more fun than super dower batman v superman and and those films. So I, I ended up having a really good time watching it, even if it has faults, for sure. I had uh, someone ask me on, on Twitter if 
as I mentioned, that I, I saw this early screening of it. If Jason Momoa is still doing the thing from Justice League, and from what I know of Justice League and all the trailers, my understanding is that, yes, he is still doing that thing, which can be grating for a lot of people and, and, and grating to me. I think particularly in the first act, which I think is the worst part of the movie. Which is interesting because that's my favorite part of the movie. But the interesting. Other. Okay. I think it gets better as it goes. I think the movie really blossoms. When they introduce Orm, mm-hmm. it's sort of when, when Orm meets up with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. I King think Naris. that's where the movie gets really interesting. And you get to see all of the underwater, you know, the, the world building of it, I think is really, and like the, the flashback to old Atlantis before the fall of Atlantis, I thought was really interesting. And I think the movie is at its best when it is just super earnest mm-hmm. and not trying to make a joke. I think like the comedy is maybe like, it's, it's not, maybe it is awful. Maybe the comedy is really bad, but it's like, there's a ton of that's the worst jokes part. at thud. Yeah, and I, there was, and I feel there's like never the, a moment where the whole theater that I was in laughed. There were a lot of moments where like one or two people would laugh at a thing, but everyone else was just rolling their eyes. The jokes were pretty bad. In addition to that, before we get to own ask Ryan what he thought yeah. overall, I also thought the score and soundtrack were terrible. It was yep. so all over the place. The score and the soundtrack sounded like something from an early or mid '90s movie. Yeah, yes, it was just everything was super on the nose, and I did not think this was a very good movie. I didn't hate watching it. So I wasn't fully at the level of hate watching this, but I also did not think it was good. And I thought there were a few moments that were enjoyable, but then towards the end of the movie, I was actively bored to the point where I was like, I am so ready for this to be over so I can go do something else. Wow. Was that your expectation going in? Uh, Yeah, my expectations going in were very low. I was hoping it would be a big, dumb, fun mess, and I just didn't find it as fun as it was definitely big and dumb. Okay. But then the fun, I felt, was a little lacking. And there were parts of it that were fun that were fun, I think, because of me and who I am. And I don't think mm-hmm. other people, you know, I mean, obviously, when it's a lot of underwater ocean stuff, I'm going to think about that through my scientific lens. I can't help it. You know, I've been reading a book about whales. I just interviewed a whale guy on my podcast. So, like, I've been mm-hmm. I've had my head under the waves for a little bit recently. That's funny because I'm reading a book on the codfish right now. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But the history of the codfish and how it's intertwined with the history of civilization. Oh, is that the guy who did Salt? Yes. It's a really yeah, good book. Okay. And I found myself thinking about that stuff too, Brian. I was like, wow, there's not, there's not that many fish left in the ocean. Nope. There's, there's a lot, they're showing a lot of fish, but it's not how it is anymore. The book I'm talking about is called Spying on Whales by Nick Pines and down in Smithsonian. And it is also very good. I don't know. I think my theory is that possibly your level of enjoyment will depend upon your level of enjoyment on Jason Momoa, who... I really love. He was my favorite part mm. of the Justice League movie. I know a lot of people didn't like him. A lot of people in the nerd community <laughs> didn't not like a high him. Bar. We were talking about this on the way out of the film. Him and Gal Gadot are like one and one A to me in terms of really brilliant casting that DC has done. Yeah. I think he's a terrific Aquaman. I love his attitude. I love that he's sort of the big dumb surfer guy who just wants to get a beer after, instead of fighting. I love everything about his portrayal of, of uh, Arthur. I don't know if they're intentionally going for it, but it feels like, I mean, if you were to do a comparison to Marvel Studios, which it's a it's an entirely different vibe of movie. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a completely different feel. And I would say that of Wonder Woman as well. And not just in terms of quality, but just in terms of like, just almost like these feel very throwback to me to before Marvel Studios and before the Nolan Batman movies. Like it's like almost closer to like the Phantom and stuff like that. Yes, you know, that but it's great. still, I think in a, it's in a much better direction than 
Man of Steel and Batman oh, Superman. Oh, absolutely. Those are so overly dour and dark and boring and broody, whereas this feels more like, hey, we're trying to make this fun and bright like right. the Marvel movies. They may not have that tone. They may not have that level of filmmaker, but I think at least it's a recognition that between this and Wonder Woman, they went in the wrong direction initially. But if um, if you were to make a comparison to like a Marvel character, this is very much their Thor. Yes. The character is not as well written nor as well portrayed. There's not as much nuance. Like Chris Hemsworth has, but there like, definitely is a scene where he has to p- be worthy enough to pick up a weapon. So you right. got that going. So for yeah, it, it, like in in terms of like the mythology, is that Thor or is that Excalibur? Well, I mean, it's Excalibur. It's not really Thor worthiness. It's more like he's the. They he's the literally king. say that he has to be worthy to pick up the trident. Yeah, but it's point. it's a it's an it's a King Arthur. Okay, but if we thing. distill it down even further, it's a penis. Like that's. <laughs> That's what all of all of these legends and, and mythology. It's the monomyth. It's a monomyth. It's yeah. Um, so it's it's all that thing. You know, I I think I think Momoa is decently likable. I I actually re- I, I really like Amber Heard as she's as great. Mira, and I think she helps balance it out. Well, the movie should have been called Aquaman and Mira because she's yeah as involved as important as badass as he is. She has cool powers. She's, she's on the poster she's... with him. Like, by all rights, should have been an Ant-Man and Wasp scenario here. Well, I saw all a couple of friends who are not in any way from the Aquaman comics. And it was yeah. funny because the things that they kept saying that they thought were like weird choices, like, why did they do that? And I just kept having to be like, that's directly from the comics. And so they really liked Mara, but they're like, man, did her hair have to be that red? Like Little Mermaid much? And I was like, no, it's, it's from the comics. You just have to roll yeah, it. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it doesn't have to be that red because they didn't make Jason Momoa no, blonde, no. you know? So they don't have to make it like bright red. I thought I, I like uh, the way they did it with uh, Dolph Lundgren, where it's sort of like a, a coral color because he's he's going silvery. Yeah, and he's even got like a, he's got like a pink beard. It's kind of yeah. kind he of a neat good. look. He also, did look good, and I thought he like I thought that was a good performance from Dolph yeah. Lundgren. <laughs> he's great. This, also, tongue, I'm, I'm not joking. It's the totally. Winter of Lundgren. He's terrific in Creed too, and he's yeah. great here in Aquaman. He's also a scientist. Yes, he's like a master's in chemical engineering or something. Living underwater is doing wonders for Patrick Wilson as well. Uh, he's like as jacked as Jason Momoa, and you would I you would never have guessed he has been playing like he played a completely different superhero ten years ago, and yep. it still looks this good. It's, was that ten years ago? Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, he's I mean he's also a really great actor. He's obviously he's great in Fargo. I think one of my problems with the film is, as I said earlier, it was a little overstuffed. So you had the story of Arthur being drawn into the politics of Atlantis, wherein King Orm wants to start a war with the surface, so he's engineering a war but with and he right. has. He has used Black Manta as his sort of proxy terrorist to do so. And so there is that happening, plus King Orm has to rally all the seven king or how many was it? Five were, were remaining? Four, four remaining four kingdoms. The four remaining kingdoms. He needs, four to, yeah. he needs a quorum of four out of five, I think. Four out of seven. But no, but one was dead, and then the other one was the trench. Okay. I and think then he needed the deserter kingdom, which is abandoned because it became the Sahara. Yeah, so anyway, the point is that you have that whole thing going on, and then you have Aquaman and Mera, and you ha- there was like six plot lines, and they could have very easily have trimmed it down to really focus on a couple of these plot I lines. I can cut almost all the Black Manta stuff. Yeah. That's where I was going. I can, I can tell you the weakest link in this movie is the Black Manta stuff. Both visually, it looks like a Power Ranger scene from the night whenever they do this act. Like, I enjoyed Sicily. Like, I enjoyed... They fucked up like, Sicily. Yeah, they really messed that place up <laughs> in a very Fast and the Furious sense. Yeah. 
like the stuff in Fast and Furious when they're not in the cars, when they're just like running around. Like there's been a bunch of like favela sequences where they just like totally destroy a village. Mm-hmm. Paul, I had the same thought as you about the suit, except instead of Power Rangers, I thought he looked like one of the actors stuffed inside the animatronic puppeted Ninja Turtles from the that same era. But I so mean, I yeah, because it's like yeah. it's like molded muscles and everything. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just, just looks really, bulky. And it's it and it's in like um in stark like bright Sicily when you see for the most part, it's like, it's very well lit. So it just, it has that. Well, this is the danger of being very close to the comics. I mean, this is the film, uh, at least in DC, that is the most faithful to the look of the comic characters. I mean, Mara is right out of the comics. Yeah. But that's not the only part of black man. Like, I also think that Yaya Abdul Mateen is not a great actor. No, (laughs) he was, he was bad. There was a couple Part of the problem, I don't know if it was the directing or the acting, but part of the problem was that there was a couple of scenes where the acting was so bad that it really was painful. There was one of the flashback scenes, and there was like 10 too many flashbacks. Yeah. One of the flashback scenes where Volko's training teenage Arthur, and the kid playing Arthur was really bad. Didn't my mom love me? And so, which is tough. You know, I mean, on paper, it's a good scene, but it, it just didn't work out with the, the actor. And it, I agree with you. I think Manta was the weakest link, and I thought he wasn't. He didn't do a good job. Yeah, it's just. I, I think it's just in comparison to everything else. Like since it is an overstuffed movie, that yeah. is the weak link, and the acting is so broad. And like the the submarine scene, that whole sequence, I think is is bad. That's why I don't like the first act. It, I mean, as broad and sort of cringy as the Tamora Morrison and Nicole Kidman Aquaman's parents stuff is it's also cute yeah but then you get to the submarine with uh Jason Momoa coming in and they come up with like 17 excuses to have him look back over his shoulder I know like the cool <laughs> yeah. look and then like that he gets Permission hit to come aboard yeah <laughs> and then like if he gets if he gets hit with you know big artillery he's like ouch you know it's just it's so I don't know like RoboCop 3 I love that fight yeah, I like some of the fight choreography in that, but yeah, uh, okay. it was, okay. but, but I did want to mention that. So we have, you know, the new tech, the technology. It's not so much, it's not so new, but they they love using the de aging technology. Yeah. So at the beginning of the film, we meet Tom, his father, played by Boba Fett, Tamara Morrison, Django Fett, the whole the whole clone troopers. He's all of them. It's Django. He's not Boba. Well, he is right. Boba. He's he's, he's, he's older, but like technically, he's older Boba. He's that's yeah. what's under the mask because yeah. he's a clone. Yeah, but of it's Django. Not played by that same actor. Anyway, not he, but well, in, in the special adult, edition. He would be, in yeah, the special yeah. edition, they use his voice. Yeah. Anyway, or like the right. special, special edition. Actor. And so he finds Queen Atlanta who washed up on shore with an injury, and he saves her, and they fall in love. But the problem is, since the flashback, instead of using younger actors, they use the de aging technology. And I get that you want to have Nicole Kidman oh in the God. movie as much, and I get that she's a movie star, and I think she wasn't so bad, but he looked like a oh. wax person. Yeah. The wig was so bad, or like I don't know, CG hair. At first, I was like, "What is wrong with this person?" Because I didn't even recognize him as Tamora Morrison. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who it was, and I was like, "Why is he? He didn't look human, which is yeah. a problem." At that point, you just have to use an actor if your technology isn't good enough to make him look human. And so that was rough. I mean, there was a lot of rough things, but the, at the end of the day, I had a really good time watching it. Which is which is the hard thing because I, I recognize it's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie, and I I will definitely watch it again as opposed to some of the other th- movies we've, we've reviewed over the years you know and i thought was okay genuinely good mm-hmm. was the descent into the trench 
That was mm. cool. That yeah. looked cool. I thought that was a they visualized that very well and they, they came up with tension for it. It was very claustrophobic and scary when all those trench monsters sort of invaded the ship and then they went under the water and there was like a thousand yeah. of them and all of a sudden And they pull just, out really wide and yeah. yeah, you can see like just how many of them They're like holy shit. It's, so I thought that I thought that was very effective. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool when he got the trident. Yeah. And like came back with the, you know, the classic Aquaman colors. I kind of wish they hadn't spoiled that in all the advertising. Yes. Yes, I yeah. agree. I actually liked the single the first single combat with King Orm mm-hmm. uh in the in the fire yes. pit. I did too, yeah. Mostly I liked it because I really liked how Arthur Curry was like, man, I, re- I really like missed growing up with you and I really wished we could have actually been brothers and it does kind of suck that we have to fight right now. And King Orm, you know, throws that back in his face. And that to me actually had more emotional resonance than a lot of the other stuff. That stuff worked movie. really well. And at the, at the end when, mm-hmm. when obviously Arthur defeats Orm, instead of killing him, he, you know, throws him in jail and says, Hey, let, let me know when you want to talk and we'll talk. I thought their relationship was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, I thought the actors worked well together and I thought, that whole dynamic was good. I think we was, can't let it go that they did the Batman versus Superman ending where mom saves the day. Yeah, mom saves the day. And then also when he reunited with his mom in the dinosaur, which I was really hoping they were going to use Dinosaur Island. They straight up go to the Savage Land. It was cool. There was dumb stuff like that that I loved. Yeah. Like there was a secret ocean at the center of the earth with dinosaurs. Like I loved yes. that. Yeah, I liked that too, and I liked it too, especially because King Orm is riding around a giant mosasaur the entire movie, and I was like, so did just one mosasaur <laughs> survive their extinction event? But then they actually like show that, like, oh no, there's this place where these animals still live. So that actually worked for me <laughs> to explain some of the other incongruities. The only thing that I thought was a little funny was the scene where he reunites with his mom is almost beat for beat the How to Train Your Dragon 2 hiccup reunites with his mom. That's true, yes. Like, down um, to wearing, like, the mask of an animal to make her look, like, skeletal and stuff. And she's got, like, the the rib cage of, like, yep. a pterodactyl or something. And, like, the th- yep. and I wasn't for the stunt casting of Nicole Kidman in this until you see the ridiculous getup that they make Nicole Kidman wear in this movie. It's so ridiculous. It's the silliest. Yeah, like, it's the skull of a dinosaur on her head. <laughs> it's so weird. But that's the stuff that I like about the movie. I, I no, like me too. That, me too. I'm I like how, I'm agreeing I like how earnest it is. I like how unapologetic it is about the lore and about all the, you know, the fun stuff they're taking from Aquaman history. I love that there's, like, so why is there a bridge underwater? And she's like, well, that's from before. And it's just like, we keep using it and it looks cool. And like, and she has that stupid fish car, that, <laughs> that like weird. What kind, that's like a, like a, they borrowed like it from a, Phantom Menace. Slug or something. Or it did look a little like, like Phantom Menace. A yes. lot of this movie. I, I definitely like thought Phantom about Menace. that. Oh, this is a good reason to bring back around to the score again. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. The score is so bizarre. It goes from butt rock in one scene you know, with like really grungy guitar for yeah. Jason Momoa shit. And then you go to Atlantis and it's Tron Legacy. Yeah. Like it's so all over the place. And Pitbull. And Pitbull. There was almost no sequence where there was a song where I didn't cringe. Yeah. Mira's got her own theme that has like like female choral vocals in it. Hmm. Like a Coral insist- as in a group of people singing, yeah. not the underwater <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Does choral sing? Ryan? No, no. Oh. Oh. There are singing sand dunes, but um, that's, that's different. weird. Yeah, they're cool. It's an interesting conundrum, you know? I really did have fun, but 
you can definitely start dissecting it pretty finely. I really liked Mara's uh, jellyfish dress. That just looked cool. For the ring of fire. I thought the visuals were cool. I mean, it's all over the top, but it, they can do that because it's this weird underwater society. I just think good or bad, like all of the strange creative choices and visual choices just kept me interested throughout. So like when they're like wandering through the Sahara and it's it now that like the, the movie is turned into like, you know, Temple of Doom, like right. that wacky you know, will they, won't they kind of thing mm-hmm. or, or like romancing the stone, I guess is probably the better analogy, but like they're going through the Sahara and like, what is this movie? And then like, they just, yeah, it's so weird. There's like, I liked, I liked all the very much like a, like a children's or like family film from the eighties. But mm-hmm. then there's also some very intense violence. It's, it's kind of all over the place. But I that makes like the kind of globe trottingness of it. I thought that was a fun way to structure yeah. the, the movie. I liked when they went into the, you know, ancient deserter world of the, you know, dwarven aqua people or mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah. there are like whale skeletons right. littering the floor. And I was like, that's cool. Like whale skeletons make for a cool thing to see in a desert. And we do have fossil sites where we find, you know, whales in that area in up like Egypt and stuff. So like that all worked. I thought that was fun. Again, I love Jason Momoa and... I'll follow him into the depths of the Sahara. You'll help him cross the Dothraki Sea? Sure. It's just that it's the, some of the stuff around him was was rough. Also, man, that one peck of his, everything he's in, that peck gets stabbed. He can't <laughs> be in a thing where that, I think it's his, is it his left peck? Just gets stabbed. Yeah, it was his time. left peck. Yeah. Poor peck. My friend was joking that it was like, it is a lot of surface area, so the odds of him <laughs> getting stabbed there is high. The man has huge hands. He's a big dude. Just enormous hands. Probably a good I, swimmer. I, I think you notice it more because he's wearing all those bracelets. Yeah, and the rings. But like the, I don't know that scene where they're on the airplane before they jump out into the into the desert. Like it was like, man, that guy has enormous hands. Like he could like palm her face. I think it's worth noting. We haven't noted yet. I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Is that you know we have an Asian director and we have a hero of color here, which is mm-hmm. unusual, but getting less and less unusual. And that's I think that's a good thing. I saw an interview with him when he got cast for Justice League and somebody asked him like, so, you know, are you nervous about playing a character who spends a lot of time in the water? And he just looks at them and goes like, I'm Hawaiian, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a nice little like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I like that they they use some of those cultural touchstones in like how he uh, poses. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. when, like at the end when he, when he wins. He does that little flourish with the the crouch. Yeah. Yeah. And the the tattoos. And the tattoos. I mean, the thing is like, does it make sense that Aquaman is a Hawaiian surfer from Maine? No, but I love it. And I think part of the reason why I liked it so much in Justice League was because it was such a contrast to the overly serious and overly broody Superman and Batman. Yeah. To have this surfer dude who is really enjoying all this. You don't want all your heroes to have the same personality. So to have someone this different is, a, for me, a nice change of pace for these films in which there's the hero is always looking off into the distance which I, I like, but when you get something different, it's like, oh, right, it can be also really fun, and you can have a hero who really likes what he's doing. It may not be super smart. He just may be really strong. That was fun for me. I also just want to mention, I really love the spectacle of the movie. I, I really liked, you know, the, the designs for Atlantis and the sort of the, uh, the different technologies that they came up with. Like, there's sort of that rotating, spiraling elevator system that they have, and then... Uh, like all the, the different creatures. I yeah. love the. I love the. Yeah, the 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 different. Well, like the seahorses with legs. Mm. Like, yeah, it's it's dumb. You don't need legs when you're 
marine, but at the, it looked cool, so whatever. And <laughs> there was one moment I have to, I, I know, I know everyone here is just like waiting for me to go on a science rant, and I'm not going to. I will say that I laughed out loud when early in the movie when Neris's army was up against Orm's army and the sharks are roaring at each other. <laughs> I was like, sharks don't roar. That's silly. <laughs> well, it's like, it's, like, it's like spaceships making noises in space. Yeah. When they don't account for the the vacuum, um, yeah, there there was a lot of weird sound choices. Like at one point, there are manta rays singing whale song, and also there are so many animals that they show as part of this underwater society, and like dolphins and whales and turtles all need to go up and breathe air at some right. point. So I was like, yeah. if you're like if you're a chariot, you can't. Are you allowed to like take a break to go get a breath, or how does that work? Maybe so. they have air systems in back in the in the paddock. It's also tricky, though, because, like, some of them are supposed to be, like, robots or, like, ships. So they're definitely, like, turtle-shaped, like, craft that aren't actual animals. The flashback when when we saw the, like, steampunky Atlantean robots when it was still above the water. I thought that was kind of cool looking. There were some good design choices there. Uh, yeah, I like I like that stuff. I like the, the d- depicting the fall of Atlantis. I really love the crab people at the end. Mm-hmm. That was the part of the movie where I started to check out. I, oh I, man, I liked, it's so good! I liked <laughs> Those the are the dwarves. I liked the crab people. I was just I was getting bored, and I knew we were going to be sitting through a giant CGI battle, and so that was the moment where I start. And then and then like a kaiju shows up. You know, Mary Poppins kaiju, and I was like, at and one point, is just going to get dropped in the water? And well, or I thought Topo might have been when they were having their fight in the arena. Topo was doing little, the drum solo. Yeah, little. I think that's play. classic Topo, but then like there's like New Fifty Two Topo is oh, like right. the kaiju thing. Yeah, you're right. I think that's their way of like because they don't na- they never name it Topo, but. I mean, the other I, 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 lo- I love that there is an octopus playing the drums. I think that I think that is a hundred percent like you need to have that in an Aquaman movie. I didn't Otherwise, like just trying to on list that they had up on the arena. It was funny, yes. but it like didn't fit with the scene at all. And yeah. then the other the other thing that always gets me, and I know I brought this up as part of the animation brain trust because we'll often talk about like movies that involve characters like Poison Ivy. Like King Orm's not wrong. We are dumping all of our trash sure. where we live. Well, that makes yeah, it more interesting. I thought about that a lot too. Yeah. Well, I was like. And I, it was and, like humans suck. Like like they should be angry. <laughs> and Julie had the idea of like if they have the power to just tidal wave all of our garbage back onto the land, they should just do that every day. Yeah. And that's the war. Like they don't actually need to fight us. They just <laughs> need to be throwing our junk back at us until we learn our lesson. Yeah, when they throw the trash back, I was like, yeah, that's fine. Do that. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That makes it more interesting. Is when there's a kernel of truth in the villain's plan. Is yes. Okay, so what do you guys? I mean, I saw, in talking about this with with Julie and the friends that I saw it with, there's a lot of Black Panther in this movie, right? There's a lot, a lot of things. Yeah, like like a secret yeah. hidden kingdom. secret hidden world kingdom, more but, advanced. But than... like, if you map the roles out, Aquaman, you know, Jason Momoa is the killmonger in the mm-hmm. in the Black Panther scenario because he's the guy who was raised outside the culture who wants to come in and fix the culture that he wasn't raised in. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't want to go in and fix it. He's being reluctantly dragged into it. Sure, sure. And then, but yeah, the in, in Black Panther, the kid, the guy who was raised to lead is the one who's supposed to lead. It's just well, interesting, that, that juxtaposition, I thought. Well, then Orm is also more scorched earth, like Killmonger yeah. is. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not a one-to-one situation. I just thought yeah. it was an interesting comparison. No, but there, I mean, there is always that, that similarity to Atlantis, to Wakanda, to Gorilla City. You know, there's that hidden society that is well ahead of the outside world and should not yeah. be messed with. Mm-hmm. It was fun, and the audience was into it. They cheered when he got on the seahorse at the end and rode it into battle. Yes. And then they cheered at the end when we did the silly jump out of water into the sunset. I mean, it was 
it's silly, but I thought it was a fun time, and I'm gonna have I a really hard time reading it. Did a decent job with him talking to animals. Power. Yes, yeah, so we didn't, we didn't need the flashback to him as a kid at the very end. With, at the aquarium, or well, they, when when he finally talks to the animal oh, yeah, and yeah, using yeah. his power, then we for some reason flashed back to him as a kid in the aquarium. It's like I don't need to see that. I saw that already. Yeah, like I get it. <laughs> I know what he's doing. It's pulsating. I don't think a sand tiger shark could crack their enclosure, no matter how hard they tried. I'm very angry. Aquarium you know don't really use glass anymore. That's okay. I was about to say, here's one thing where Black Panther does it better. Black Panther does it better in most instances between the comparison of these two. But one thing that I think Aquaman should have learned from Black Panther, you don't have to have the two characters get together romantically. I don't I don't think, like, I, that well, felt... Yeah, but this is Arthur and Mera, though. Well, I mean, but... I did know, it, I did like the whole, like, what was the plan again after the kiss? Cause, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. this, I mean, this is... This true. is they're no, a couple. that was a good kiss. That was, a, you know, but, like... I don't know. I just think she can do better. It was a good kiss. I don't know that she it can't needed, do better, like, Arthur. He's king of Atlantis. Yeah. I wanted her to get together with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> they Willem did share. Like, he's like Merlin. They, he's great. He's like, and I and I love that Willem Dafoe didn't get killed. I love that he he was able to stick around. Yeah. I, what I did like in terms of the design was that for most people have their hair pulled back in like a mm-hmm. bun or something, so they wouldn't. Yeah, it's just a yeah. It was little things like that that was was fun, and then when they weren't, I liked that the hair actually moved in the water, even if it. I didn't really think about the physics physics of it. But at least they made the consideration that the hair would be moving underwater, even if nothing else underwater makes sense. Watching this movie really made me wish that the people making the Expanse TV show had this budget. <laughs> I want to see an Expanse show or movie that looks this good. Can I ask one science question, please? Brian? Oh God, quick one. Okay, so I just something that I thought about. Can you talk underwater? Can you no no? Can you shoot like in a submarine like that? Shoot guns? Yeah, like wouldn't just like bounce around? It probably would. I don't know much about submarines. I think there are guns on submarines. Yeah, yeah, they have soldiers on submarines. Yeah, it's like shooting in a plane. I mean, it's metal, but it doesn't mean it's not like bulletproof. It's just weird to think about somebody shooting like a rocket launcher in a submarine. I mean, it's a bad idea. It's not a yeah, good idea. Yeah, the grenades seemed, seemed dumb. But Arthur absorbed most of the blast. But at one point when they knocked over a torpedo, I was like, ooh. I mean, I realize it's not armed, but still. It's a giant mm. explosive. I like that bit. I, I thought Michael Beach as the Mantis' father was good. I know he was almost a better Just villain. Just take the grenade out of his hand before he arms it. <laughs> He's he's being crushed. Also, wouldn't thing. wouldn't like, just be, take the grenade out of his hand? Wouldn't the water then lift the torpedo off his body? You would think it would be pretty easy to lift once the water had filled up most of the chamber. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, well, just wait for the water to come and then push it up. But he coughed, and we all know what it means when a character coughs right. on screen. It means yeah. they're going to die. No one has ever survived. And a he cough already gave him the knife. He already gave him down. the knife. Do we have any more overall thoughts on the movie? I think it's a crazy movie, and it's a lot of fun to think about and talk about. And I wonder how it's going to do, and if we're going to see an Aquaman 2. Well, it's already destroying all records in China, which we all know is the most important market for these movies. So it's it's already outgrossed <laughs> okay. all other DC movies, including Wonder Woman overseas. And I didn't know if it would be hurt by, you know, Spider-Verse is out, and that's doing so well. Spider-Verse is doing well here, but not as well overseas as Aquaman is. Crazy. Okay. So, ratings. Ratings. I've been thinking about this since <laughs> I walked out of the movie. I have no idea what to do here. Two. Out of five, Ryan's going for two. Two. 
I think this is not a good movie, but it's one of the best movies DC has made. God. I mean, I can't, I can't do a four because it's, no. it's not a four, but it's, 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 a, it's a three or a three five. Three I've been five. leaning towards three five. 3.5. That's absurd. That's like a, the, with tilt, I would say. Well, it's 3.5 it's 3. 5 for charm. Like, I want I'm looking forward to getting this, you know, on Blu-ray and like having it on and like not paying attention to parts that I don't like and paying very close attention to parts that I do like. Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson are all really great. I mean, the cast Dolph is, and Dolph Lundgren and Nicole Kidman's, I, I liked her even. The cast is good. So for charm, Tomorrow I'm more Morrison when he ditches the wig. When he's older, he's, he's great. Older, Old man, good. Tom Curry is terrific, like and I love when they when they reunited. I was I was happy. Is that Graham McTavish as the original? It King was of Graham McTavish. Yeah, and it really was. Their I like that guy. That guy's neat. So Paul and I are going for three point five. That's yeah. crazy high to me. Well, what do you guys? Is like Wonder Woman? What's Wonder Woman? In like guys? six months, I'll probably say a three. I think Wonder Woman was a four point eight or nine or something like that. So is this is this the second best DC movie for you guys of all time? Of of the DCEU or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, the for sure. Snyderverse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It might be number three for me. It goes Wonder Woman, Aquaman. That's it. <laughs> There's no other, there no made, other. They've made no other movies. I think technically Man of Steel comes next in that lineup. But for me, Man of Steel might, be, might oh. still be slightly better than Aquaman. No, I would put Man of Steel at the bottom. You have a Man of Steel over Aquaman? Maybe. You're, you're crazy. I mean, you know, there's it's a similar so amount dour. of scenes it's... in fishing villages in Maine. There's crazy world building with the Krypton stuff. I don't know. I liked like the 20 this... minute Krypton sequence. I like some no, parts no, of it. No, no. This celebrates like, if not Aquaman's distinct character, the world of Aquaman, like yes. Atlantis. This really it celebrates that stuff and that wider world. But Paul, on uh, my world, it means hope. Ugh. Man of Steel is oh my god! I was the most depressed I've ever been in a movie theater. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and I knew Justice League, Batman v Superman, Man of Steel. That's my ranking. Man of Steel is the very bottom. Yes, for sure. That's wild to me. Yeah, but I mean, Batman versus Superman has the drowning horses monologue, (laughs) which was like a. I was in a fugue state. I was like, I, I had zoned out. I was just like thinking about how bad the movie was. And then I resurfaced to realize that he's talking about drowning horses. What, what is this movie? Like, this is not Superman. All right. So if you want to talk about Aquaman, you go to fanboy.com. There'll be posts for this show. You can find our other special edition shows from the last couple of weeks. Our uh, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse review show in which me and Ryan and Josh Flanagan reviewed that movie. And also, of course, our all-media year-end roundup. For, we have over three hours of discussions of some of our favorite things in media this year. All those things are available for you to enjoy until we return with the Pick of the Week show in the beginning of January. Everybody go see The Favorite. Anything to plug? Any shows? Any special year-end shows favorite. for you guys? I'll go ahead and plug Science Order, the podcast I do, in particular because uh, an episode coming out soon, I ha- I'm still editing it right now, is my interview with a whale paleontologist who Nick Pineson, who just wrote the book Spying on Whales. So if people are interested in underwater realms and what we know about them and how we research them, uh, that's going to be a good episode to check out. And then because I think this is going to be the last time I'm on the podcast for the year, I just wanted to thank all the iFanboy listeners out there for a wonderful year of talking about comics with my buddies. Um, I would iFanboy's like to... a really supportive community, and I really appreciate how awesome everyone is and how much they give us back for doing this program. 
I'd like to reiterate that 100% and, and thank the iFan base for being so supportive of... Uh, I had two books come out this year. My first two comics came out this year. So The Margins, which you can grab at Comixology or at themarginscomic.com. It's also on Amazon. You can grab it there. But we get more money for it, I think, when you get it at the other places. Sure. But then uh, also... Dreadnought Legends, which uh, edited by our buddy Connor here. Uh, that was an awesome experience. There's a ton of reviews in Comixology, so thank you so much. And I'm still getting um, comments on it on social media. Thank you for checking it out and giving us a shot. Here's to a big 2019. So until then, I'm going to go... I don't have an Aquaman joke. You're going to go sleep with the fishes. That's a mobster joke. Okay, well, there's no mafia, so we can now use it for Aquaman. Let's just end the year out on the most awkward way possible. I'm Connor. I'm Paul. I'm Ryan. Aloha and aloha. I know beyond a doubt my heart will lead me there soon. We'll meet, I know we'll meet beyond the shore. We'll kiss just as before. Happy will be beyond the sea And never again I'll go sailing No more sailing So long sailing Bye-bye sailing